This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Stephen McGettigan and we talked all about the massive NBA announcement. We really got stuck into that. There were a few other bits and bobs, a few tweaks from Sora this week, delayed rewards um, and some stuff on the football front. There was also live Champions League happening, so fair play to Stephen for recording over that. I hope you enjoy it. Like and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. You can find me on social media. Stephen, welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. You're here. I decided to reach out to you. I met you in London and your gallery is an interesting one. We're going to get into that. But but thanks for joining. Have you listened before? Yeah, listen, crack crack my mornings off with the Friday, generally oh, starting the podcast or the commute to work. And um, it. yeah, it's a nice way to start the Friday usually. I enjoy it. Usually when it's on time, when nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing goes I wrong. Know, it's, but, um, it's me that's... <laughs> That's not available if it's possible, but no, definitely, um, yeah, it's a great way to start the Friday. Well, look, anyone listening on a Friday, you know where I am. Tweet me. Let me see where you're listening to it. I want to see that dashboard of the work van. I want to see the the pool you're sitting beside. I want to see it. But Stephen, look, something very interesting about your gallery, and we'll talk about you first to kind of give people an idea of who you are and where you're at. You, you've only got 20, I say only because, I mean, a lot of people come on and don't play it the way you've done. You've only got 23 limited cards even though you've got a roster valuation of about three ETH. Um, and what you've really done is quality over quantity. And that's what I find interesting. You've really went quality over quantity. You have some of the biggest players. You've got your Joe Felix, Vinicius Jr., Chavi Simons, Pedri, Kamavinga, Sofian Diop. You have a few legends across the board. Jurian Timber, Apamecano, Donnarumma. You know, you have a few others outside that, but quality over quantity seems to be the approach. And you've went balls at balls deep at limited whenever a lot of people would maybe come in and build a threshold team with that budget yeah i think so first came across so rare like just at the very beginning of may 2021 mm-hmm. and it was also through i think it's the fashion designer reese Barra, and he spoke about it but he very much spoke about it in terms of a asset investment standpoint and the tone was kind of like some people play it for the rewards so the rewards was almost my interpretation at that point was that it was like 10% of the thing. And then it was a little bit time later when I realized the kind of opportunities inside the game. And I always kind of assessed from the outset that I was never going to be as familiar or inside soccer as a lot of the people engaged in the game would be. So I decided to kind of be very selective about what I was looking at and focusing on what I would knew, what I knew and what I would experience and what I was familiar with. And then mix that in with like nostalgia in terms of the legends so from that then i saw under 23 limited as the best balance between very good players that i would enjoy watching and also an opportunity to make a return or kind of have, have fun with um that was kind of where i started the journey and that was very patient very slow bought a few terrible cards at the start but all kind of quite minor and then slowly by slowly just little flips here and there kind of around the time January to April when things were quite busy and just slowly building it up and then really I knew then come the summer I wanted to take advantage of that quiet period and utilize or capitalize on any kind of you know around that time the market was dipping and things like that and just using that as an opportunity to kind of each month acquire quite a quite a useful player and Mm. even if it was just five players or six players definitely tempted to try and think about rare but again, it would kind of just be like a one or two player at a time, hoping maybe that limited pro will come in. But yeah, I think 
in terms of engagement, having in players that I enjoy watching helps me appreciate it. And now like focusing more on rewards, whereas before it was purely just about God gradually building up a eat balance or squad value that would allow me to invest in good players. And I think um Vinicius was probably the first big one I got. Vinicius Donnarumma and then kind of from there that's so, that became the, the level that I wanted to hold. So yeah. Yeah. No, looking there, like yeah, you you've you've had quality and you've been trading away now and working away for about ten months, I suppose, mm. was your first yeah. real yeah. the end of twenty twenty ones when you started making moves. Your first buy there was uh the legend Ronaldo. Yeah. And like I think around the announcement time in March when they announced the legend utility, I definitely took advantage of that and that whole thing of like taking out cash when the time was right, took advantage of that and was happy to go back into the legends again. I still think Part of me feels like new users down the line that may not be as engaged as they are as users are now feel like the legends might be a gateway in for a lot of people where that's the footballer they might think of most when they think of football. So about when they used to watch football. So I still feel there's, I think their value is probably about right now, but I, um, I think that might still have a gateway in. Like I feel like even the Beckham PSG card, that's still going to have some relevance for somebody who looks at football for the first time on so rare. Your first buy was that Ronaldo, you bought him for 0.068 ETH, and I know ETH has fluctuated over mm. time, uh, but if we look at this as a purely ETH thing, you bought him for 0.068, you sold him for 0.134, so you just shy of doubled your money, mm. and you've just bought back into a Ronaldo for 0.558. Mm. So you've had a nice wee journey with Ronaldo there, and that's just one that jumps out at me. I'm sure there's a few more. Yeah, um, I'd love to get a rare one, to be honest. I, I That would be kind of like a nostalgia peak, but... It's also not much utility seen as I don't have any other rares, but yeah. And that nostalgia, like I think particularly with Legends as well, with their seeming lack of utility mm. versus maybe the other cards, is this somewhere where like you think so rare should maybe double down in the collecting? You know, is collecting and collectability something that you'd be into? Or Yeah, yeah. I think I think ultimately like it's it's just really cool. Like and it's it I think it definitely captures them without being a moment and there's like so rare moments and things like that we're talking about but I think it can just capture almost like a sneaker or something it just captures a moment in time about when people watch football um, I feel like the Milan or the Inter legends are probably the best in terms of they actually have the players at the at their peak um, but it's kind of cool to have like Ronaldo when he was turning off his career and I just personally for me I just found that like really cool and it's kind of a anchor around the rest of your squad or the rest of your gallery um, and then I think long term you do have opportunities like that when you do buy under twenty three players that maybe you capture those couple of seasons when they really made their name and you have that as part of your kind of career history gallery history. I'm just looking there. It's just a few questions coming in, mm. and we had one just on this legends thing. Um, actually, no, this one is. And this is on the under twenty threes. I just want to throw this in here now because we're talking mm. about your gallery and, and your under twenty threes. Who's your shout for a breakout under 23 star this season no obvious ones it's from super rare monkey because the reason i bring this up is because when i look at your gallery there aren't too many like maybe there are i was gonna say like really speculative under 23s they all seem to be like world beaters uh but you do have i suppose a malo gusto there mm. since he's already kind of broke in a sophie andy up and a ryan Cherky. so i don't know if it's any of those would be your answer do, do you ever take like a more speculative long-term approach or is it about buying the the blue chip under 23s now that you can watch and have fun with yeah i think i wouldn't be close enough i wouldn't be knowledgeable enough on that to identify i'd very much value like players to watch in 
Liga and La Liga, whatever, and I will kind of use that as a basis. Yeah. Um, if I can come across them or see what they do online, then that's all well and good. But I'm g- it's generally somewhat familiar. I mean, I did have Kudus for Ajax. He was also one of my first early purchases around November last year. But like, I flipped him for at the time was a happy small, albeit small, but satisfying profit, and I moved on. And I know if I'd held him, he would have been great now. But yeah, it's generally somewhat established. Um, maybe if the Premier League came in, that would be one opportunity where I could be a bit more speculative just because you're a little bit closer to what's going on. Um, but for now, yeah, it's it's they're generally somewhat hyped, I guess. I'm, I'm having a look there and Kudus, who you just mentioned, mm. we're, we're, this is one of those where people are going to be listening to us and we're going to be going, goal over at such and such Champions League. We're recording over it, so fair play to you. Mm. We're recording this at half seven on Wednesday night. Um, maybe a lack of foresight there when we arranged this, but um, Kudus got an assist and a goal tonight against yeah. Rangers. Rangers have got absolutely dicked. First by Celtic, now by Ajax. So Quinny will be laughing his head off. Same with Simply Alex and all the rest of the Celtic supporters out there. But mm. yeah, your, your gallery is interesting in terms of like you've you've got this world beaten squad. Um, but in terms of rewards. There's a Rocky Bashuri. Bashuri, you won there for coming 909th. It was just mm. a tier three. F- for all your quality over quantity, there haven't been many rewards. Is that a time thing? Or have you hit the post a few times? Or why yeah, is that? I think I would say maybe it's a time thing. I mean, it's. I think this season is like the last three game weeks, four game weeks is the first time I've been kind of ex- having an expectation on what my squad can do. Um, been a little bit, maybe hit the post but I've there's a few weeks where Legends was on and I did really want to try and win Legends and do well there so I prioritized that over U23 and I'm starting to shift back on that a bit now but yeah I'm hoping over the next couple of months maybe that'll shift a bit and building up depth and I think starting off naively I thought you know five six cards would be enough but then pretty soon you realize you need 10 essentially yeah um and then putting in a little bit more homework in terms of fixture research which also due to kind of gallery limitations, I didn't really have to concern myself with, but starting to kind of up the homework side of it that way, which I think should also help a lot. And mm. yeah, I think I'm hoping that that will start to kind of come to fruition over the over the coming months. And yeah, just kind of trusting the process a little bit as well. Yeah. I'm having a look there at sort of your gallery. There's definitely a bit of shuffling maybe you could do. Particularly mm. with like, you know, to stack with that Donnarumma, maybe a Hakimi, maybe a yeah, Palacano, yeah, yeah. who's been always a risk of being Shaky, rotated yeah. or, you know, selling a few yeah. of the other guys. But th- there's a lot there. I've, I've no doubt with the quality there, you'll win rewards this season. I'm actually, I'd love a Vinicius Junior myself. But um, mm. anyway, any other thoughts on your gallery? Do you know, maybe ha- has the threshold tempted you? Or? Yeah, definitely. I, I remember when I first looked at it in May 2021, it was pure rare at that point, obviously. So. I, yeah, I would have loved to have jumped in at that point, even if it was like one or two players. Um, and I think threshold would be really good. And I think maybe next month or the month after, I will start to kind of acquire a rare, rare month. And then maybe by New Year, you know, be, be yeah. having a squad together, which I think that time-wise, that's fine. Uh, <clears throat> I think market-wise, the prices are quite reasonable. And yeah, I think I've definitely tried to approach it in kind of a long-term view. And mm. if you can acquire month by month, then maybe if things can pick up, setting off a few le- a few limiteds and putting that into kind of a rare gallery could be, I think that'd be really exciting. Yeah, I would love to do that. 
I'm just having a look there. I'm thinking of like for people going for thresholds, obviously the MLS coming towards the end, isn't it? Mm. Um, so a lot of people might be selling them off, the Asian guys, just in terms of the prices. Who's the best MLS player? Carlos Gill? He might yeah, be I think that'd be the one. Risk of a transfer or something, but looking at him over the last maybe six months, his limited card price peaked up just over a thousand euro and you can get him now for about 296 an auction. That's the limited. Now, limiteds have been very volatile there, but even the rare was over five grand back in March. Mm. And now we're sitting at about 2,000. So, whatever about Gale, I don't know what his scores have done. I imagine they're still pretty good. I don't know about his transfer history. And maybe I need to go and check out MLS. But I think across the board, this we're kind of maybe looking at the bottom. This is typically when I talk about seasons, I always say five or six weeks before the end is generally when we see the bottom. Mm. So if you're waiting for the bottom of MLS or wherever, I'm going to call that we're in it right now. Yeah. I'm calling it bottom alert, um, which might not be right. And maybe everyone goes and buys and then they all drop by another half. But do your own research, take your own decisions. But I am mm. looking at that and I'm thinking maybe I need to buy a few players. Right. There's loads to talk about today. I wanted mm. to introduce, start off with you, but you know, there have been a couple of announcements and there's a massive one around an extra sport, which we're going to get into. You're into that sport too, which helps, but something just to, to finish up, not necessarily finish up because it'll be throughout the podcast, but on kind of the things that I announced about you mm. coming on, you, you mentioned to me, you were always um, assessing so rare versus other NFT projects. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. So Kind of was I was generally in the crypto rabbit hole space um, prior to seeing Storer and when I when it, in my experience when you looked at the crypto market things like adoption sentimentality the trends seemed to align a little bit like I think you know over the last months and some of the the new announcements in Storer and how the sentimentality of the space can be very fragile. Um, I th- th- thought that was interesting. And one way of, one kind of approach at that time was to treat it as generally being noise. Like in some on some level, it was noise in the space. Um, and I think that can be quite important to bear in mind as these things happen. As, as you've said before, we are extremely close to what's going on, like day for day kind of checking in. And I think it's it's healthy to, see this almost like a graph thing where it does have peaks and troughs and in general it is moving up and to the right like it is growing in in most directions and then overall and today is a big you know example of that um and then i think within so rare itself you know you start to see unique super rare rare as being a much more mature space than limited um and again that kind of is reflected in the in the prices of cards and maybe then you know I just think those kind of things are help for me as a new user at the time. And as people do join the space, I think it's it's very easy to be intimidated by huge galleries, huge rewards, huge prices and stuff like that. But if you do see it as this kind of dollar cost average thing that you can get into, um, it is possible to very much have fun and to very much kind of have reward financially and um, in terms of enjoyment. So I, do, I, I think about it as that kind of alignment of values that it has within the crypto space. I like that. What what other mm. NFT projects are you into? Yeah, the one, the one that was competing for my for my money, I guess, uh, was this other project named Wilder World, which it sets out to build this whole decentralized metaverse, mm-hmm. um, built on Cinema 4D 
Um, it's this one-for-one replica of Miami, uh, but called Miami. And within that, all the physical or kind of the digital assets within that space, such as your crib, your car, your shoes, your mo- motorbike, your pet, they are all in and of themselves NFTs. And the prices of the cars can range from you know $500 to a couple of thousand dollars. Apartments can range up to tens of thousand dollars. And I guess that's something that's building from the ground up. Um, there's a lot of very ambitious artists, designers and all operating within that space. And it has its own token, which I know something that's also something talked about within the solar space that maybe, you know, would that be of benefit? Um, so I saw that as quite an interesting project and kind of admired the ambition of it. But ultimately, that one kind of it just falls short in the utility when you look at so rare and like the the without any of the nft stuff or anything like that just the sheer enjoyment and the engagement and like it has the community almost by default where some of the other projects really have to work at that community stuff and like the tightness tightness of the 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 project with so rare is just it is that kind of unicorn project which has been talked about before and um yeah it's, it's hard to top in my opinion I think the thing with so rare that they're so lucky with is that everyone just loves the superstars that so rare have the licenses for. Mm. So rare don't have to pe- to convince people so much to love them because yeah. people already love the NFT the people on the NFTs they sell. Yeah. And they're already the massive sort of figures in both culture and fandom and whatever else you want to call it, but a lot of other NFT projects struggle because it's about trying to make people fall in love mm-hmm. with them and trying to convince people that mm-hmm. they are the, the best one and that they have the best community and GM yep. friends. You know what I mean? 100%. Whereas so rare doesn't really buy into the community bollocks so much. Not that it's bollocks. Okay. That, that sounded a bit harsh, but in terms of like, there's a great community, you know, the London thing you were at it, mm. 65 or so people of, of us in a room who all came to London from all over the world. Incredible. The people who listen to this podcast is a, its own community. The people I engage with on Twitter is its own community. And there's lots of sub-communities and discords and WhatsApp groups. And the community's brilliant. And while, but while, and while it's so rare, I don't feel so rare do a lot themselves. Correct me if I'm wrong. But like in terms of actually harnessing or trying to build community, do you know what mm. I mean? It's not like they host a million community events yeah. or community related things. They supported the event I did. They sent over merch and all fair play to them. That's not the point. I did that off my own accord and they helped mm. out once it was made. It's not like they are really driving community. The Discord's a pretty toxic place, but they don't really have to. Whereas maybe other NFT projects, communities, everything. Yeah. I'd, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Or so, what, what does Sora do for the community that I'm No, I, I think... Other projects have to work at the smaller kind of ground up community level. So they have to establish these kind of inner relationships. I think SoRare is fortunate that that happens organically, as you say, through kind of people's shared enjoyment of football, baseball, basketball. I think where the opportunity lies for SoRare is like the community on a kind of global scale. So one thing that struck me about the event in London is like everyone is there watching their teams on their phone and watching the football on the TV. But in reality, like, I think whether it's like yourself or Quinny or whomever may be there, it'd be amazing to enjoy the football experience through people that we engage with. So mm-hmm. I think back to like the blog when you guys went to Spain and like it was your players, you were the intimate, you were in the middle between your players and the, the, you, the kind of the watcher, the viewer. And I feel like in that moment, I thought it was much more engaging to watch 
people that I follow on YouTube experience their team and like report back to us as opposed to like a kind of a third party Sky Sports person telling us how football is going. And I think for you, yeah. for SoRare, the the fact that like the community and the user can can share in the global experience live and be the kind of the conduit between the two, that's where I think community level for them needs to be. And whether that's like Gerard Piquet and Quinny or something, you know, where there's that opportunity yeah. of the overlap of community. And bringing the global to the local, like I think that's really exciting because organically on the ground, it's already it's already there. Because I think like so rare, when I look at them almost as and like Dan does a great job with the community and there's mm. all the helpers and whatever in discords. It's almost like community management more than community building or community yeah. harnessing or community growth. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to describe. Yeah, nobody it. needs to be sold anything in terms of community. Like it's there. Yeah, like it's there. Exactly, it, it's there, mm. and I think the more could be done and that's something that I've had the conversations with so and I probably I'm I just I'm not going to chase anymore but like you know like the vlogs and stuff I do mm. maybe they are a wee bit I get a lot out of them because I get to travel around and watch football of course but maybe the vlogs are a bad example maybe they're a good example because I meet people there and stuff and try and bring people together but maybe that soccer Saturday type idea or the mm. people always reference a lot of people reference that but the way I look at it is if I'm going to sit down for a few hours on a Saturday people are probably going to watch football instead of me but what if it was a really engaging, if so rare ran a show on their channel 100%. for the community and they got Antoine Griezmann in? 100% and you're kind of jumping around like so rare data interfaces of scores and different players and stuff like that. It, it brings a whole new meaning to like the running of the score lines across the screen. Yeah. Like if you're like different points, like decisive here and there and people are like live updating their own teams, it's far more engaging than the Gillette Soccer Center, which is fine, but I think part of me feels like that's almost really dated where we're watching yeah. people that we don't have a direct relationship with to talk about sport. Yeah. Um, I do I do feel like that's a bit dated at this point. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Anyway, community. There we go. Let's see where mm. that goes. Um, there's lots of loads, loads of little sub-communities and even more will pop up now with all the different sports, which we're going to get to. Keep teasing mm. them. See what I'm doing there, Stephen. That's, that's to make sure they stay around because <laughs> they know what we're going to talk about. I'm just not giving them the payoff yet. Mm. I'm joking, everyone. Um, <laughs> it's just the biggest topic. We're going to wait. Uh, hint, hint, basketball. So, um Two little account setting updates from SoRare this week. You can unblock managers from sending offers. Obviously, there were a few people who'd been blocked for being agents and then maybe wised up. And now people can unblock them. So it's mm-hmm. funny. You can go in and see how many people you've blocked. Um, so whatever about that. Yeah, grand. You should always, I suppose, be able to unblock people you block. Mm-hmm. Always hide common cards in your gallery. That was a setting I liked. Again, yeah, no problems. Like a nice bit of fine tuning. Like it just, yeah. if they can just keep building those up every week or two. Would be really helps helps the it's existing really, user kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For everyone, I mean, like mm. the commons in your gallery, being able to hide them is great. Just because when I'm looking through my gallery or farting about, they're a pain in the arse. Not that I do that that much. Where it's a bigger help is whenever you're building lineups and stuff. Yeah. Um. But you have you have the toggle now for the different scarcities, so I don't know. Yeah, it's nice. I don't. I can't say I always look through my commons, but like sometimes if you're looking, it's more for looking through other people's galleries. I think if I'm looking yeah. to propose a trade or something, yeah, that that's where it matters more to me. Does that yeah. matter more to me? Does it even work that way? Does it hide other people's commons if I go and look at their gallery, or is it just a mine? Let me go and look someone up. Checking. And work this out. Anyway, it's it's good. It's nice being able to hide mm-hmm. things like that's brilliant. Yeah, I've got permanently hide commons, so Quinny's commons don't show up when I look them up. So that's good. Um, so yeah, that was nice. Just wanted to mention you can hide mm-hmm. your commons now if you're into that. Now, 
let's just go into the biggie because yeah. I know there's a million segues and whatever that are going to come off this. So rare have partnered with the NBA. I should be trying to sound all excited here. Come on, John, G yourself up. So rare have partnered with the NBA and MBPA. That's mm. the National Basketball Players Association, I'm guessing. Um, they put out a tweet, pretty hypey video, liked it. Um, brilliant. Do you know, NBA coming on to so rare. We're, we'll talk about the potential negatives or a grumpiness Risks. from people. Mm. Yeah. But ultimately, another humongous sport added. That isn't like a hockey or something. It was always going to be football or basketball. I think DraftKings or someone have football. So we kind of probably thought it was mm. going to be basketball. But there's always rumors it could have been golf or tennis or something. But it is the NBA. I think it is absolutely incredible for the future of SoRare as a whole. Yeah, I think it's, it again. Yeah, it's definitely the one of the options that were out there. I think it's like the one that people wanted. And I think it is, it ties in so nicely into the whole project. And I think the kind of superstars as well within the NBA is just teed up yeah. so well. And I can very much see, like if Griezmann and Pique and stuff are getting into so rare, I can definitely see a lot of the NBA players being very curious about this whole thing and being very um, present online and vocal about how they're approaching it and all. And I think, I was also thinking like about the way it's broken up in terms of like East and Western playoffs and like it's it's so well teed up for kind of the stages and the levels and also even then kind of abstractly like the even when when a team wins the nba title or a conference like they have the hats on straight away and stuff and i just wonder like merch wise it could be so efficient i feel like the nba could really help so rare out in that way and kind of just mm. that thing of jerseys like with the legends and stuff it could be i feel like the infrastructure is very much there with the nba that could really expedite it that'd be cool I'm very interested to see like the level at which, you know, of, of the partnership and how much mm. so rare or how much the NBA lean into it was so rare. You know, we've seen with like the MLB stuff, you know, there were a bunch of so rare managers who went out to the home run derby and all that. And, you know, they've obviously got relationships with clubs all over Europe. How much will they, because I, I would be more interested, I think, in going over to a basketball game, to be honest with you, than a yeah, baseball yeah. game. I yeah. love that. And as you say, in terms of the merch and everything, again, our, our experiences, it's more stuff. Mm. Uh, that can be added into the pool. I think basketball is a much more intuitive sport for football player, football fans to pick mm. up. Um, I think basketball looks like a very fun game for traditional kind of ball sports like the footballs and the I don't know the rugby's and but I don't know you know that type of sport versus baseball, which is a different structure of sport. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. Field sport is that what you would call it? Field sport. I know yeah. it's basketball, so it's on a court. But you get my point. That kind of like mm. that way of playing end to end kind of two team vibes. Um, yeah with a goal at each end or a hoop. It's much more intuitive, I think. And the, the scoring matrix, instead of having RBIs and walks and strikeouts and this is and that's, two points scored, three-pointer, slam dunk, layup, block, steal, rebound. Mm -hmm. It's all very, like, you just see it. Even if you're just a football fan, you can see it. So I think the conversion to basketball from the football side of the platform will be much higher mm -hmm. as opposed to baseball. I think yeah, there's I also... Sorry, just one last thing for me to mm -hmm. throw at you. In terms of onboarding new users and we've already seen it um today a lot of action from top shot accounts there is already a very engaged collector base of basketball loving crypto nuts out there yeah. who've all because of their basketball love got involved in top shot so they're not, they've now learned how to get involved with crypto stuff mm. so they will convert very heavily onto so rare i would imagine yeah. as opposed to baseball which maybe didn't have that 
Yeah, I think like logistically the, as a sport, as you say, it's it, it kind of just it does it itself. It kind of just scores itself almost the way it's so data driven as a sport. And yeah, two two pointers, three pointers, blocks, steals, assists, five players on each team, like eighty three games a season. Like there's so many games. Um, and then the playoff season, like, you know, it's like so well teed up. And then I'm also thinking about like the college sport like that's so big and how you could like start your research from like 15 16 year olds and then there's the whole thing like you could almost do so rare for the college game um and that's kind of interesting in the sense of obviously a lot of those players aren't able to take sponsorship deals or money through that but maybe they could do it through so rare and that could be a whole kind of financial avenue for these players um so i think like the research there's no limit in terms of the level of research that can go into it I think 100% that a lot of users are going to jump from Topshop straight across and just be like, screw that. Like, this is way better. Yeah. Um, and then day to day, there's just going to be so much activity. And like, it's also quite an interesting season, I think, to start with the NBA because it's almost like Messi and Ronaldo kind of obviously so established, but kind of coming to the end of the career. So equally, like LeBron James or somebody who's like, you know, season by season. But maybe you want to have his last Laker card, maybe he wins a championship with that season and that could be all more collectible. But I don't know what the, the new stacks of the NBA, maybe the stacks thing won't even apply because there's just so many games, so many players. And yeah, I just think it'd be absolutely amazing. I can't say I've watched a lot, but I mean, if you could do a five-man stack and I can just become like a Bulls fan or like a Lakers fan, that'd be fun. And I know mm. they can, do they have rolling subs? Is that yeah, a thing? that was the other thing. It's like, I don't think the sub, like, it just needs to be a kind of a standard point score, I think, for playing because you've no idea. Like, there's no. It's like we. No one's going to play 48 minutes. Maybe in the playoffs like, they might play like 45, 44. But like I have, I'll put it to you this way: I've no idea about basketball really and its intricacies. Mm. But I'll tell you this much: I'll pick it up four thousand times quicker than I will yeah. baseball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You and know? it's like it. Yeah, you could watch it, and you'll just be like, if you have one player out of ten. It'll, it'll be you'll super know who he is and you'll know when he does something right when he does something yeah. wrong yeah. probably yeah. <laughs> so I don't know I think like f- for so rare as a whole again uh, and the wording of this is important as always let me just go and find the tweet and have a quick look at it just to exactly read it verbatim um, oh no I've just played the audio of their thing in my ears breaking so rare enter a multi-year partnership to launch the first NFT baseball, the first NFT based fantasy basketball game. So it's the multi years, the big one there. I would have liked mm. to see an exclusive, but obviously they can't have that because of Top Shot. But what I like is that they were able to get it, you know? Yeah. Everyone kind of thought, oh, Top Shot could be an issue, but this is a fantasy license over a collectible license, even though they're going to say they're collectibles. Be interesting to see how much they talk about collectibles or how much they just talk about fantasy in terms of marketing the mm. basketball game compared to like maybe the football and the baseball. But my point is, I think it's absolutely huge when you've got the MLB, the NBA, the biggest football clubs in the world. The only thing they're kind of missing there is NFL. Outside yeah. that, and I know there's a lot of other single sports. You go for, for your Formula Ones and your golfs and your tennises and there's other sports, of course. But like they really do kind of have a monopoly on this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was also interested in where they had the two NBA players that came out that had invested in it. I think it was Blake Griffin and another player who may be French. I can't remember his name. Rudy, Rudy Gilbert. 
Um, so the two of them came out as investors, which is also cool. And I feel like if their teammates and everything get involved and they start seeing what it is, and if you know you get a few unique sales or super rare sales of high high profile players, it's just going to all take off really fast. And with the season approaching as well, um, I, I'm also thinking like it won't be long where. I feel like so rare instead of like I'm going to check my so rare or watch sports with my so it's just I'm going to do so rare today like so rare is the yeah. Google it is Facebook it is the verb you know um it's kind of getting at that point as well I think so rare can easily become I've said this so many times yeah. maybe it's been a few weeks but like you know the way I, I go to my flash score for my scores I go to t- people go to Twitter to look up sports opinions mm. like they can and my in my eyes become in many ways the I need a lot of development on the site but the following feature they can become like a social media of sports 100%. where you follow people whose sports opinions you appreciate or respect exactly and people can post their teams their recent buys they're showing they're putting their money where their mouth is talking about games, talking about players, talking about football, talking about MLB, talking about baseball, talking about basketball, talking about all sorts of things. That's what they could become. And and the more of these big licenses they hammer down on multi-year deals, the closer we get to that reality. And yeah. people who go for it. No, I was going to say, like on that, like, there's a lot of live television in terms of stocks. There's a lot of live television in terms of sports results without... Like if so rare presents that platform where people are talking about that and we know who they are and they are on so rare, we can see their skin in the game and that becomes mm. really exciting and really kind of authentic. And I think that authenticity is, is, is really cool. And like even YouTubers and like being able to see what YouTubers you follow and who they're buying and selling, like that transparency is obviously like a web three benefit, but mm. that just makes it so much more engaging intent instead of like kind of hype news or trend news or controversial news for the sake of yeah. controversial news. But across the board, even for that type of TV or whatever, you know, mm. it's not out of the question that Sora gets some sort of TV licenses along the line. Maybe for NBAs and MLBs and Premier Leagues, it's a bit different. But for like, I've always thought for like the Belgian League or like the German or second Bundesliga or the second Liga or the mm. League 2, these types of things, it can't be out of the question. Paddy Power play these games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't know if they do now, but my point is there, like imagine when you're seeing the comp, like for example... Champions League final, Liverpool versus Real Madrid, and you have J.R. Duke, the Real Madrid collector, and YNWA mm. on. Exactly. And their kind of talks, or like whatever, I don't know. I just think yeah, like Celtic this all there. sounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we might be like, it sounds like we're maybe being a bit mad or whatever, but I think longer term, this is where we can go. And I think big mm. deals like this is where what lead to like stupidly crazy things happening for so rare. Big, big rounds of funding, more mm. licenses in the bag huge and yeah. something i want to kind of say on it all is you know i see people today kind of going like but football you know sort out the rewards the rewards are a day late and i get all that right but there's there's two ways to kind of look at all this and for me i have always talked about so rare with a very long-term hat on because i'm building podcasts and youtube channels and it's obvious to see what i'm doing i'm sort of back in this concept to work mm macro level big time over five ten years so that's where my head's at i'm not mm-hmm. looking at gallery fluctuations day to day i'm not worried about day-to-day problems and you know maybe that's a unique-ish viewpoint and not one a lot of people share i know a lot of people do but there are people out there who are maybe trying to flip things on a more daily or weekly basis and they're seeing their money going up going down going down go up mm-hmm. do this do that 
And they're like, oh, well, money's going to flow out of football in the MLB and NBA. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. But like long term for so rare, the cards which you've got, do you not think it's better that so rare as a company grows and dominates the overall fantasy sports space? Mm -hmm. It's, of course, better long term for everyone involved because so rare should be a much more immersive experience down the line where collectability is a thing where in real life experiences are a thing they don't have the logistical they don't have the ability to make those things happen yet but they will someday and if you're holding cards from now that fine like age like a fine wine and, and become more collectible the older they get um you know maybe prices rise maybe prices don't who knows have more experience to compete in games. You're learning the ropes. You're better at the game. You have the best gallery because you've played the game for longer. Bloody, 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 blah. I just don't see how this is a negative long term. It's a really big positive, and I think it's very, very short sighted for people to kind of go from a react to an incredible announcement with but football. Yeah, I think it's yeah. very naive. Yeah, and I think it'd be um, terrible if Sorare was jeopardizing a potential deal with the NBA. To mitigate you know some rewards not that rewards aren't important or ever but like it there's a million things that have to be you know it's there's a million things going on and if they can do the macro deals and the micro sorting that out as well which i think they will you know it's all moving in the right direction and 100 percent like there you can look at the fear of users or money moving from football into something else but ultimately the adoption is increasing and ultimately it's you know it's all going to you would expect it the value of most things to increase. So there may be short-term decrease, but like ultimately, as I said at the start, it's up and to the right. And I think the long-term macro views are very important to maintain around the noise because there's a huge amount of noise in this in Twitter space, we'll say. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I know I check my gallery value multiple times a day and I'm always looking for like 20 quid here and there that you could potentially return. But ultimately it's still all within the five years from now kind of mindset. And it, it, yeah, the dips are okay and they'll come and go. And it, I think the other important thing as a user is, as we've, as a lot of people have said about being overexposed and things like that is have your time horizon and have your point of entry and your point of exit and like work within that. And that helps remove, have your thesis in place and that helps remove the emotion from moments when sentiment may be low. What I'm looking at here, it's, it's just a scene his name brought up today. Um, I don't see anything wrong with what he's doing per se. It's just the game that he's playing. But YNWA's name was brought up and it was sort of used as an example of how these other sports are taking money out of the football game. Because YNWA, what he's been doing is winning his rewards because he's put millions into a football gallery and he's churning out five, ten rewards a week, however many, stars, tier mm. ones, super rares, uniques, rares, whatever it is. And he's selling them and funding a baseball gallery. And he's got like 12 uniques and over 30 super rares now. And he's going to amass another humongous gallery that arguably couldn't be competed with in the MLB front. And then using the MLB rewards and the so football rewards will probably do the same with the NBA. And... It's this kind of that, that's kind of the argument of money's coming out of football. He used to bid higher on football auctions, so this is taking all the money out of football. People are winning rewards and selling them to fund the other places. And I hear you short term, but like longer term, it's like, well, first off, in terms of whoever's doing it, they can do whatever they want. That's the whole yeah. point of it. Own your game, bloody blah, blah, blah. But 
it will work the other way. You'd like to think at some stage where World Cup fever comes into this year and we've mm-hmm. got a bunch of Yanks on the platform. World Cup 20, if you're honestly with that long-term viewpoint, World Cup 2026 in America, Canada, Mexico. So rare has been around for a few years. There's diehard basketball, baseball, maybe even football communities by then, who knows? And whatever else. Do you not think for the, the soccer World Cup, man, they're all going to come in yeah. and buy their Brendan Aronsons and whoever else, their Pulisic's and dump a load of money in this market? Of course they are. So it like, yeah. while what, at the minute it might feel one way because there's a massive multi-multi-million pound football part of this market mm. that's been there for growing for a couple of years. And while the other markets are just a couple of months and old and one of them hasn't even, doesn't even exist, obviously the money's going to flow one way there because it's new opportunities. Yeah. But over yeah, time, I mean, it'll be more of an equilibrium and it'll go both ways, you'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, like, it, I think if I was in YNWA's position, it, I think it's very strategic and I would like to think, you know, it's the right, it's something I would do myself. But in terms of, if you take the NBA for an example, and if that is a concern of people that he's going to do, you know, that individual would do the same in that sport. Like what happens if Drake finds out about So Rare and wants to buy all the Toronto stack, all the X, Y, and Z stack and just fleeces the place for a uniques and everything, the whole thing has gone up and then someone has to, then you have to move back to baseball or move back to football. And it's all just like, essentially that's what a growing market is going to happen. And I think that's true of anything really, where there's going to be people that are dominating and you, that maybe it's defeatious to say, but like, it's the reality of it. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, exactly. You're going to bitch about yeah. it or play at your level. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's one of those, like, go and buy uniques then and stop them. <laughs> but I can't, well, then don't. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah, if you can't compete with it, it's not your issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's one of those, I think, like, I don't even know what I'm going to say now. I'm about to go off on a ramble, so I won't. For but it. I think ultimately, I say ultimately all the time, by the way, Stephen, I recognized that this week and it's doing my pop in. I think NBA is obviously huge. It's brilliant. I am very excited to play it. I do think I'll play it more than MLB. And will I overpay for all the one of five thousands? Probably like I did with MLB. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else on it? No, I, I like your think... point about the likes of Drake coming in. Like yeah. I don't think that's out of the realms of possibility. Yeah, I I definitely think like John Morant, all these guys, they're just going to be. They're just going to buy up all their squad. They're, it's going to be like the Griezmann and Mbappe thing. It's going to be like times 10. And yeah, they'll be trading it and they'll be so vocal. And like, I feel like, like Shaquille O'Neal or like the, even the presenters over there, like they're, the trash talk kind of reporting is huge in NBA and, and the NFL, but like so are specific, like Stephen A. Smith and people like that. Like they'll definitely have this on their radar and they'll be fascinated by it. And I could very, I could see it being at the forefront much faster than in soccer. Like, mm. Like soccer pundits aren't going to talk about story because the platform isn't designed that way. But I feel like in the NBA space, that could legit kind of happen. And yeah, I think the if we think about basketball, like I've, NBA and so I feel like the market cap for that space could equal or out outgrow football for sure. I had um, other points, but they'll probably come back to me because they're escaping my mind now. We have mm. a few questions from people, um, and let's get stuck into them. So. Just under the, the post tonight with one from F.I. Guard. Oh, I didn't actually mean to read this one first. Now I feel like a tool. I shouldn't even read this. Are you worried the beloved so rare content creator John Ellis may be snapped up by Sky Sports? I just picked his name because I like him, but he likes me too. So there we are, licking my own arse no. for a minute. 
Lovely. You're not worried, you bastard. <laughs> Sorry, is too good. I, don't, I see uh, that as in you have the choice to stay with Sora, not as in mm. as in you would choose to stay with Sora. That's my. That's what's driving my decision. My I like response. it. Yeah, no, I, th- I think yeah. you're right. As if I have the choice. Um, still, what is lion emoji from sausage? It's the, the King James, the lion? isn't it? King James logo. Do you think that's what it was? I think so. I mean, when I saw the question mark, I was like, oh, maybe like lion. I was like, maybe it's tigers in Tiger Woods and then golf. But because he was at a basketball game not so long ago. And that's why I'm wondering maybe if LeBron is involved in it. Not that he was announcing as an investor, but yeah, I mean, the King James logo, like it's definitely, that was the thing. Um, maybe a few years back but yeah I mean on his sneakers and stuff like that it's always that's the logo that he has so maybe that was that was it but other than that I can't see any alignment unless it was yeah. the Premier League thing but yeah I mean, like maybe, maybe Sausage here is kind of implying I love saying like Sausage just as if it's a person and mm. maybe Sausage is kind of implying like still we don't know what this is about oh you true can, yeah it could be that's what I be. thought but you came back with the answer maybe, maybe it was because it's only six minutes ago maybe it was King James maybe Hopefully both. LeBron. Maybe. I'm excited now to get into basketball, you know. Yeah, it'd be so I good. I, I, I really thought I could get into baseball, but I've struggled now. Don't get me wrong. I'm really enjoying throwing out the team, not having a clue about it. Just picking mm. the guys with the most games that could be injured. I don't even care. And yeah. seeing what happens. It's good fun. It's almost like a lottery ticket. It feels more, It for me, it feels more gambly because I don't mm. know. It's pure speculation. Whereas in football, I feel like I have somewhat of an edge on certain things. Maybe not because yeah. it's such a competitive place, but I think with basketball, while I definitely won't have an edge on anyone, it'll be fun. I think I'll, I think I'll get into that. Yes, I think like I was super close to thinking about getting more baseball. I've won baseball player Carpenter or something for the Yankees, but I was very close to thinking about getting a Cunha Junior or something. Or I was looking at like another football card and then kind of answering the question about money moving from football into NBA is like very true because now I'm thinking I 100 want to wait and invest in NBA players like line up five, 10 players or five players mm. and try and get like a rare or super rare, which I like Steph Curry or Jam Morant or something, which would be so cool. It could just be so cool. Goal! Liverpool oh. are 1-0 down. Trent clean sheet wipeout. I'm getting <laughs> sick of the man. I seriously am. I just, things haven't gone great this year. Um, and Umar Sole picked up an injury last night. Yeah, so I saw that. see how bad that's been, but yeah, hasn't been great. Um, we've already answered Mr. Meaty Chunk's question in the Discord, uh, why the focus on legends of all things. Um, playing legends, this is from Road to Alex, replied saying, playing legends gives you the ability to have three legends with a high potential to score 100 points. However, you're using a goalkeeper legend, Casillas, which is a very low chance of scoring 80+. plus. Don't you yeah. consider that to be a disadvantage against Hullet, Beckenbauer and Kroos stacks? Who are more likely to score 300 points? If yeah, the manager I've, with this stack has one goalkeeper that has a clean sheet, you're with a disadvantage. Yeah, I started to realize that. I mean, at the time, I only had Donnarumma. So I'm now I'm like, so I guess I should buy a second goalkeeper and bench Iker and just have three outfield legends, right? So like Gullit, Beckenbauer and somebody else. Um, yeah, I was kind of getting a bit frustrated with Courtois. He kept letting in goals, but um, yeah, that's something that I've learned over the last few weeks. I got my strategy a bit off there, but um, yeah, mm. I still keep Casillas. It's kind of cool, but uh, 
the legends on Sora data is also so annoying when you're watching the sport. Like it just doesn't count anything. So you have to do like four tab checks to understand yeah. where you actually sit in the score. Yeah, but I've noticed that the last that couple of weeks. And then obviously mm. the legend rewards were a bit late this week. That's something we haven't discussed actually. Oh, yeah. Rewards were a full day late. Yeah, is it seems it like enough? the last few weeks it's had it. Yeah, it's happened the last few weeks. It's been a bit annoying. Like, I yeah, I'd definitely be very frustrated if you're like eager to, to get it get it in. And f- okay, I understand that they want to do it right when it's announced. And I think hopefully, you know, fool me once, fool me twice, and all that. So I think they should start getting a bit better at it. But I appreciate maybe they're fine tuning some stuff. It's the first time since game week two hundred ninety five that I haven't won a reward. So maybe they're just not used to me not winning rewards mm. at the minute. I'm cleaning up so much. So maybe they just they thought we'd delay this. There must be something wrong. John hasn't yeah. won anything. John should have won something. Um, but I don't know. It's funny because, you know, if I had been waiting on like a star reward, I'd have been throwing the toys out of the pram going mad. Yeah. But now I'm like, I didn't yeah. win and I don't care. But um, yeah, I think it's it's far from ideal. You know, it's, it's a bollocks. I had it the previous two weeks. The, the rewards were coming in late in the evening. And I was kind of going live at six o'clock. Uh, went live. No, it's just because I had it scheduled in the day before. I'll go live at six tomorrow. Great. Mm. Assuming rewards are being went. Did the whole live stream. No rewards. Had to put the rewards out the next day. And then last week, said I'd go live at six. No, no sign of them. At about quarter to seven, they popped and I went live at seven grand. But it was just like that's a bit late in the day, which is okay. Look, whatever. If that's what we're used to, if the time six. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? You see, if they just said the rewards will be in at 8 p.m. Yeah. every Tuesday, 10 p.m. every Tuesday, not ideal, but at least we all know. Yeah. The, the, it's it's the, the hard part. Managing the expectations, yeah. Yeah, the uncertainty. We obviously all want them as quick as we can. We can't have them before the deadline ends um, of the game week. Um, probably there's going to be a bit of processing time. I understand that. But I don't know. Like, And I know this isn't ideal. Maybe people say, John, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. What if it was just rewards are out on Wednesdays now, but they'll always be there on a Wednesday? Yeah, you can't use them in the game week anyway. What does it matter? But maybe it does. I know we want them as soon as we can. But part of me is just like it's it's just about the the letdown when you're waiting on them and then they're not there. And uh, yeah, if, if you just knew when they'd be there, and that's yeah. what you were thinking, they'd be refresh, there. In time refresh, refresh. Like, yeah. Do you know? Mm. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think like a Wednesday reward time would work, or is yeah, that Wednesday just... morning could be nice? Like you know, you wake up, check, get the rewards. Like it is. I've never experienced the delay of waiting for a reward, but I would imagine like knowing when it's coming out is much better than, oh, finally I've got it. And then you like reluctantly just see what it is. And especially if you're like disappointed on top of that, um, yeah. it's a bit annoying. So it is, you know, it would be nice to know like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. or whatever it comes out. And then like Twitter, like I think that's another thing that in the future could be really cool, like seeing how those rewards get shared. It's not just a screen, you know, screen record or something that there's a more intuitive way of sharing those moments as well could be also interesting and if people knew exactly when that was happening could be in, and like i think in the future you're like for example your streaming time to go live to review rewards that are released that's going to become more and more of an issue as as the user base grows and i think that's why they need to be definitely like be tight on it yeah yeah like because i mean the biggest the easiest win in content at the minute and honestly the the, the easiest win in like finding new people or getting people involved is reward openings, reward openings. Mm. Everyone loves a reward opening. It's as old as anything. FIFA mm. rewards and opening up packs and whatever like, else. Yeah. Unboxing, yeah. it's like physical cards. Everyone loves rewards. So like having them and being able to stream them at an appropriate time, it's important. Like, mm. um, 
And yeah, it's just a bit of a ball ache at the minute. But look, we see rewards again haven't been perfect. We know they're thinking of it. And I don't think the NBA is necessarily an excuse for them because I feel like they'd be very separate teams or job descriptions working on both. Yeah. Um, so something that I'll be interested to see is can they launch NBA more smoothly than they launched MLB? MLB was a shit show. I believe yeah. only this week they've brought in the ability to actually um, trade or send mm. offers, like actual offers. It's kind yeah, of imperative if they get it right, isn't it? They need to launch NBA in at least the way baseball is now. Like yeah. That's kind of the level of completion it needs to be at and yeah they it needs to be super tight because it's it's like it's such a great opportunity and like you can in one way it can only go down so like the hype is going to be next level and if they can have like Blake Griffin or whomever that has invested and I guess it'll be another community kind of update platform where they may announce additional like they add Aaron Judge and stuff like that like if they get that for basketball and yeah it's going to be they they can't let that tech like the technical side of it let it down because the idea and the opportunity is so, so strong. And yeah. it'd be a shame. And yeah, get trading straight away would be awesome. And live auctions and just get that, like, Zion Williams or whomever, get that out, get that unique sold and get the record. And get, like, I feel like there's a lot of Haaland stories that could come out of the NBA in terms of, like, the unique auction price. Yeah. The, like, the unique Giannis. How much is that? The unique Don, Don Jich, Luka Donjic. Uh, yeah, I, I, John Miranda or... Yeah, Devin Booker yeah. there's so many like we didn't need you those team states like it's just going to be like the Knicks Knicks suck but like Kevin Durant Miami Heat Celtics like sports and Celtics and Boston and all it's just no limit do you think and... Quinny builds a Celtic stack oh he should 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% and then will. on your stream earlier talking about like the starting three across the sports like that's that's where it needs to go um, yeah that go! is just unreal Barcelona 1-0 up. Frank Cassie Ped- got a goal. Pedri de Menton? No. Might have got the assist. We'll find out soon. Yes, but you're right. That's an interesting one. Now that we've got three sports, SO3, mm. special weekly. One player from each sport, any position. Up to you. Yeah. Oh, that excites me deeply. Yeah. Who was, who was yours earlier? Did you have Haaland in it or Mbappe? I'd probably go Mbappe, Otani. Hmm. People might go judge. Maybe he's a bigger hitter. And then I'm going to buy like a... I'm going to go out and overpay for the one-offs again. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I've yeah, decided. Yeah. I don't care because there'll be some mad B-word who wants it. I can curse yeah. here. I'm so used to being on Fantasy Football Hub. I'm trying not... Or, or, I'm so used to being on Sky Sports now <laughs> that, you know, I have to not curse. But uh, no, there'll be some mad bastard out there who wants to pay me, who wants yeah. it. And if money isn't an option for them. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Here's one for you. Oh, this one makes me hard. Top shot people. I don't know how much you knew about Top Shot. I didn't Top know a hell of a lot. Top shot people paid so much money for such shit. They paid <laughs> like, so much money. Sorry if you're from Top Shot and you're a bit scarred and you're over here to see what this is all about. But they used to pay a lot for the lower serials. Yeah. That was a thing. Like depending yeah. on the serial number, if you got a low serial number, that was huge differences in price. So I think they will come over and mm. place a huge amount of importance on the lower mints. Yeah, of the higher scarcity, like limit, limited, right? That kind of way. Limited. So like a one yeah, of 5,000 yeah. will have a lot of importance over there. Mm. Even I think the two of 1,000 will be 
way more important than the three. And I yeah. think what we'll see, I'm going to predict it now, what I think we'll see in that market is you'll see a lot of people who maybe come in a bit later who get the 492nd of 5,000 mm-hmm. and they might offer you a trade for your 92 and offer you a tenner on top because yeah. I think they'll want to trade down the cereals. Yeah. I think that'll really matter to them. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be that kind of a growth as opposed to better players. They'll kind of fine-tune their players and then hone in on getting the lowest scarcity or the lowest number possible of that scarcity yeah yeah um, now maybe maybe it'll be a different demographic or maybe the same demographic will come in and buy into the fantasy aspect but we know that the crypto savvy collecting people who love officially licensed stuff who are disappointed with top shot who look at what so rare have done with other sports and are going to want to come in and play the fantasy game all the hype all the rest um i seen the first mint who are like a big they were the biggest kind of top shot podcast and i think mm. now they just talk about general sports nfts or something they're tweeting away about it um oh. i think that these people will come in and whatever about the fantasy they might be kind of like what you mentioned earlier they might come in with fantasy in the back of their mind mm. before they realize oh this is actually a huge part yeah. of the yield and the, yeah, the process yeah. i think they could come in and be looking for those lower serials or trading for collectability I think we might see more like galleries around teams and stuff, but that's all speculation. Yeah. Maybe I'm full of bollocks. I thought the MLB would be the ultimate collectors kind of universe, but maybe, maybe NBA will knock it out of the park. Um, excuse the pun. <laughs> knock it out of the park is an MLB thing, isn't it? Didn't mm-hmm. even mean that. Um, yeah. So, anything else? Anything else going on? No, in the world. The, the... The SO3 thing was very, very cool. Yes, we didn't have it on it, did we? Yeah, yeah. Who would you pick? If you had to pick an ideal three, ah, there's, it would get very repetitive. You're going to go in Bat Bear Holland. You're going to go. Well, I was thinking maybe if you, like, I'll go off my current gallery to be somewhat realistic. Um, okay. So I have, I have some Carpenter dude on the baseball, um, mm. but I would do Georgia, I guess, if I could. And maybe, like, probably Vinicius. I feel like he's been performing good this season, and then in the NBA, I'd yeah, Devin Booker or Steph Curry would just be amazing. Yeah, what is how many more years has Steph Curry got in the locker? <sighs> Should have like two or three, I would say. Yeah, two or three yeah. more seasons. Um, LeBron, it's like one. He, he's waiting for his son to join. So mm. yeah, they'll get that. Then yeah, Giannis, Doncic. Wait there, what age is LeBron James's son? Thirty. Uh, his son is what sixteen or eighteen. And is he good? Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He's it's like it's whether or not he goes to college to play, I guess, or if he so goes he straight wants from high to school. Play with him. Or LeBron wants him to play with him. Yeah. Oh, so he's yeah. trying to like hang on. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's that's what he's been that's saying a lot. But it means he has to get drafted and stuff. But yeah, um, that would be also cool. Like you know, if you had the two two of them on the same team as your cards, kind of mm. collectible there. And then like Zion Williamson would be really cool. Like he hasn't really taken off yet, but he's like so much hype around him as well when he like he didn't he went straight from duke to the nba so like, i just think like the high like even high school not even college you could be scouting at high school level about the next big thing like it's endless the level of research that you can do and they're all think, televised games and super entertaining so it's just it's way more accessible but the thing here is that what's the thing i had the thing i had the thing nba lebron james his son Collectible. His son drafting. Collectible. Gone. Scouting. God, I have it right here. It's so close. Basketball. Gone. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. 
Mm. Uh, oh, that's that's frustrating me. But oh, that's getting me deep. <laughs> I'm not even editing this out. People are going to have to deal with it. What on earth was it? Basketball. I know. Yes, this is the thing. I've got it. Well done, John. Just over a month away till the season starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's pre-season. Full season. It's not coming in halfway through like MLB. There's pre-season. We're going to have, was it the 18th of October I seen it started today? I read that somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, so there is overlap between the three sports as well, I guess, which is worth noting for the SO3. I keep going on about it, but yeah, there is a period of overlap, which which is good. Yeah, when I think the playoffs will just be amazing because it's like best of seven as well. So it's like every other night you've got a game. So you're like checking your teams, getting your rewards, checking your team. So that's maybe where the rewards thing will come really important in the NBA where the turnaround time is much less. So mm. people will want to win their awards so they can plug it into the next game. And if that does lag, especially with time difference and everything in the States, it would get a bit tricky. Well, maybe they'll do the aggregate and stack the scores kind of like they do with baseball because of the quick turnarounds. Mm, not true. They might just do that, and like your guys might have two games in a week. And there's also overtime. So if games go to overtime to get extra points, how does that work? Well, in football at the minute, if you go to extra time, don't you score like for an extra 30 minutes? Like if you pass the ball oh. for an extra 30 minutes, I think. So it does, yeah. It doesn't happen often. It's not something we see all the time, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure. I guess we could be hoping for a draw so you get overtime to get more points. Yeah, probably in basketball. Yeah. But it'll be interesting as well to see, like, because I've never played like basketball fantasy i've heard it's a very basic kind of scoring thing like typically their sports would be like if your guy scores two points he gets two points Mm. typically now so rare as football metrics is so intricate way more complex you'd argue than their baseball but maybe basketball it'd be interesting to see how many actions on the court they go into like how deep or if it's very surface level like i mean like they'll have they have to have triple doubles and double doubles and triple triples yeah. and stuff because that's a, like a baseball basketball term that they've brought to football so they'd have to have it no yeah and it's also cool where like the players I guess players in certain like in the top scoring player on any team can be in any position whereas mm. in football strikers are going to score the most or whatever so it'll come down like the variable of scoring by each player will be probably there'll be more variables. It'd be less predictable in terms of a starting five. Um, are there outright like five positions, or yeah, are they like point guard, shooting guard, power forward, center, and it's generally like one two two or like two one two. I think that's how okay. they do it. Yeah, but your point guard would be passing, shooting guard shooting, power forward would be passing and kind of assists, and then center would be like blocks and dunks and yeah getting in getting into it and then steals would be more point guard so yeah it'll vary a huge amount and it can vary on the team and on the game like some teams would be more yeah. defensive like i just think golden state warriors would be shooting like like steph curry's kind of a, probably one where you're like okay he's going to shoot loads of three pointers loads of assists 120 points a game kevin durant equally but then re- other really good players will just be like 30 assists or 20 assists in the game so yeah, it's just, it'll be so it's interesting mad saying to see. that 20 or 30 assists in a game. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I could see how Steph Curry could be game-breaking very quick. The most like crazy sporting video I think I've seen this year was him warming up. Yeah. When he shoots a three-pointer, he shoots a two-pointer, then he shoots a three, then he shoots a three, and he steps back, like two steps all the way back to the halfway, mm-hmm. and then all the way back in. Doesn't yeah. miss one. Yeah. Just freakish-like. Yeah, and like um, he's 
probably another one who's like he has board apes like he's, he's in that space like they're in so I've seen basketballers who have like them on their shoes because yeah, the shoes is like, a big thing for them yeah because um, I think a few seasons ago it was just made where they were allowed to wear any colours up until that point they had to wear their sneakers had to be the colour of the team but like these guys are living in Silicon Valley so like they're at the forefront of all this space as well so like yeah. if Steph Curry just like snap I, could, I don't know I could see them checking the scores on their sideline themselves when they're playing a game <laughs> like us in London like look at this so this was um, who's this I'm saying one there's the Board Ape Yacht Club the Pink Shoe mm. Tyrese Halliburton he had these like real custom ones we have another one here who's this from NFT footwear phenomenon loads of them basically yeah. like cool cat shoes here Um, loads of them are getting into it like loads yeah. of them I think like so rare will even just put a brand deal in place or get something in place with someone that they'll have Definitely. to whip out like shoes with a so rare card on them. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. That's common. Easy. And I'm, I, I want it from a shelf, not the exact one. It's been unrealistic. I want one from a shelf with Danny Parejo on it. Yeah. That'd be nice. They that'd have to nice. do that. So rare. If you're listening, make it happen. Yeah. That it was, happen. I think the physical, how to capture this in a physical world also is, is worth thinking about like for so rare. Because like a hoodie or a hat, and like it would be cool to have something like that, like a really nice, nice thing, and strengthens that community feeling. It's and free marketing as well. Yeah. People go balubas yeah. for the hats. People go mad. Everyone wants the hats. Yeah. If you're sending out hoodies and hats and whatever else is, people will wear them about the place. Um, yeah, but I loved the idea before, and this is a bit mad. But like the winners' jackets and stuff. You know, yeah, like yeah. the game week printed on it. Like that's fun. That's building community. That's building like. And it's there's again, uh, probably my own bias and stuff, but I do feel like there's hype around that as well. Leroy Sane has scored. Oh, nice! Gives me a chance. Sorry, status. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a status into it as well. Like at that point, at, at mm. like if you're thinking about the potential, you know, badges or whatever you could win if you win a unique competition, like that's huge status. Like, and again, yeah, invariably, if these people are sitting courtside and they have that jacket on and they have that badge and it, they can display that they've won a certain reward on So Rare and they're checking their score and whatever, like, it's it's so engaging and, like, yeah, you're cheering for the same players and you're, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. There's so many levels to it. We've 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 dreamt big today, I think. Mm. But, um, Stephen, I think I want to go and watch the second half of some matches. Um, yeah. So what I'm going to do is hit you with the 137 game. So, Last week's guest had been on before. I think he picked the same two players, Andy Laird, and he was very, very close this week until something was chalked off or an opt-out adjustment. But he still hit 117, which means 30 quid to charity. We're up to 274, getting very close to donating, I think. And they just do it in one lump. You can pick two players, three players, four players, whatever you want from the upcoming game week on So Rare. It's 304, isn't it? Um, and we'll see how you get on. Try and win some money for charity. Yeah, okay. I'll go for... Vinicius and Malagusto. So hopefully there'll be like a 137, so like a 75 and a 60. Yeah. We Gusto 60, we Vinicius 75, something like mm, that, 77. Mm. Gusto's been good. He's I don't give him enough credit on my team. Yeah, he's he's been solid. His score is yeah. actually beautiful. Malagusto, go and check him out. Let me have a quick look. How's his um, averages looking? 67, 59, 51. The the fullback matrix has has helped him out. He's he's like twenty AA every game. Yeah. 
10 I watched him play them. for the first time as well like I've watched so much more soccer now that my teams are playing players are playing and yeah was, you were watching him you're like wow he's it's cool like he's actually quality like. gotten up yeah yeah picking up a wee super rare there might be nice actually looking at him yeah that prize went out of anyone's hands though the floor is very high but anyway Stephen it's been a pleasure where can people find you mcgillican.eth on twitter yeah twitter and i do have i recently started doing a tiktok kind of so rare art guy um oh, so cool. trying to look at doing kind of hyper realism drawings of so rare cards so like again that thing of capturing physically the emotional attachment that people have with their cards and yeah started with the like mbappe one of one um so, i've seen yeah. that actually yeah so i i, I was kind of interested in what that might mean so like if you had a card and it did well and you know you could have a cool art drawing of that card um in the physical so that's kind of twitter is mainly where i'm at but um i'm also on tiktok so rare art guy yeah geez well look i've just followed you uh, i'm also on tiktok too if anyone's over there follow me too and um yeah steve look thanks a million thank you john great to speak Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let us know on social and I can't wait to see how excited you are about the NBA or any skepticism you have. We'll see you next week for another great episode.